Welcome to the Bluff Podcast, where you get the bottom line up front and we won't waste your time. Right, hello, and welcome back to the Command Sergeant Major Bottom Line Upfront Podcast, also known as the CSM Bluff Line. I'm your host, Command Sergeant Major Jimenez, your garrison Command Sergeant Major, and I want to say thank you to all that are tuning in. Again, this is another way of communicating out to you guys, to our community, to our workforce, um, in place of the virtual town hall as we go a, uh, to a bi-weekly uh, information line. We want to uh, help facilitate the communication. And uh, I am here to help the decision-making process in facilitating and integrating information and processes for our garrison commander as well as our community. And, uh, and a big thank you to you guys for tuning in and getting the latest information that we have to bring out to you. Again, this is a communication line and it helps our overall goal. That is to deliver quality, standardized, and efficient services across our installation by being fluid, transparent with our community. There are a few things I would like to cover in today's podcast, and one of those is having the privilege to talk to our first guest on the Bluff or Bottom Line Upfront podcast, our very own Department of Public Works Director, Mr. Joe Davis. Thank you for being here, Mr. Joe Davis. Uh, with saying that, uh, we know that you're getting close to retirement, and I want to make sure we had the opportunity to have you on the podcast to tell us just a little bit about your leadership journey as T. Redstone member and as a leader of our garrison community and workforce. I know uh, people out there are very interested in just getting to know what it takes and getting to know a little bit about Joe. Uh, Mr. Davis and, and his journey, and uh, I can tell you that just a little bit about him. Uh, he had 38 years of service, of government service, which is amazing to, to know and understand and get to meet the uh, person of that caliber holding down that many years. Um, also, uh, being a member of Directorate of Public Works for 14 years is, is a great feat, and uh, I know he brought a lot of uh, uh, good, innovative uh, processes to the organization. Again, he's getting ready to retire. We want to have the opportunity to catch up with him, uh, ask him about some of his stories. I know he's a good storyteller is what I've heard, and uh, we want to give him a little opportunity to, to just tell us a little bit about him. Okay. Mr. Joe Davis, thank you for uh, being on the podcast and just to give you an opportunity to talk. Well, thank you for letting me come on here today and, t and talk. I don't know if anybody's interested in anything i got to say, but I'll be glad to answer your questions or talk about anything. I'm a very blessed individual to uh, find a place that I like to work and have enjoyed and loved the people I work with and been able to stay here and watch this place grow. Um, if you have a job that you don't like, it makes for a long day. And the days here fly by because every day is different. Never have I had the same day twice. And you just really, in our world, never know what's uh, coming at you because we maintain and operate basically all the functions on post so I, I would tell you first and foremost uh, my hats off to all the folks that work in public works because um, everybody that comes to work here is 42,000 people come through the gate every day and they expect to have a building that's clean and comfortable and dry and the power's on and the toilet's flushed and the grass is mowed and the custodians have it clean and and 
all those basic services. And the folks here do that day in, day out, never blink an eye at whatever they get thrown at them. Because if you've got 14 and a half million square feet of space and 42,000 people, you're going to uh, encounter a bunch of unusual situations that, that crop up. Uh, my mother asked me one time what I did that day, and I told her that I spent the morning with a congressman trying to get a new building, and I spent the afternoon getting a dead skunk off the road. And it was pretty much everything in between. So um, our world's um, fun, it's different, it's not always sexy, but uh, it, it gives us some unique challenges. Uh, I've also been blessed to have a job 38 years, uh, and, have it in, and to have it in a place that I like is uh, even better. I would tell you um, that I've been the director here for the past 14 years, and that's a job I never aspired to get. I just uh, enjoyed the work here and one and things had a way of working themselves out. Um, I am happy to tell you that in my retirement, uh, we've already selected a gentleman named Joey Skinner, who's going to be the next director, and he's going to carry us. Uh, he'll do a way better job than I ever did, but the uh, he's also been here for 25 years, so he knows where our, how our systems are set up. He knows how the arsenal operate, uh, and so does the, the, the workforce here. They've you know, most of them get in our world. If they like it, they stay for their life. And same with our contractors. This is not a, uh, a one-way street with the government employees, quite honestly. I mean, they're half the puzzle. The other half is our contractors that work with us. And that's everything from Phoenix cleaning the buildings, cutting the grass, to uh, Wolf Creek uh, maintaining the buildings and operating the water plants and electrical systems. And it's also down to our contractors that do work for us out here because we engineer, design, and construct most of the renovations on post. Um, so that's a huge workforce. Uh, there's a lot of people who feed their family out of our world, and they come back day after day to do the best job they can and give the government uh, the best bang for their buck. Well, you're absolutely right, uh, Mr. Davis. And, uh, you know, I've been here going on eight months, and uh, I, want, I really want to thank you for bringing me into the fold and really getting a grasp and an understanding of how things work on the other side of, of the curtain, so to speak. Uh, you know, as a green suit, as a soldier for the last almost 28 years, kind of just always asked and, and, and things showed up. And then when you get to this side on the garrison side and really see how things uh, get put together and uh, actually work, it it's really is an eye-opener. And uh, I want to thank you for uh, giving me a good laydown on, on how public works actually operates. And to tell you the truth, there's, there's really, unless you really work on the installation, and even then, there, there's a lot of people out there that don't even know what happens on a post or installation when you get outside and they live right outside the community. And it's, it's, uh, it's eye-opening to know that they just know that stuff's happening inside those gates. And then you guys, the Public Works, you, Joe, as the director of, uh, of Public Works, has really brought together and uh, helped this city within the city run pretty neat. Well, thank you, but first off, uh, Mr. Davis is my grandpa. My name's Joe, um, but I would tell you that uh, it is a lot of behind-the-curtains activities that make this place tick every day, and it takes a lot of people doing a lot, a lot of basic functions that a lot of people just take for granted. I mean, like I said, people take for granted that the services are going to be provided, and you never know what's going to be thrown at you because it's 6.30 in the morning when a band of raccoons runs through one of our major substations and explodes half the break uh, the system that's out there. 
uh, you got to get the power back on quick because they got to go to work. And so you just can't plan for things in our world because they don't break on a schedule. Um, and that's, I guess that's the fun and challenging part of it. Now, I, I, I bet you'd have to, in the years you've put in, have to adapt and have to strategize different ways of doing things. Uh, one, you know, different leaderships that come in and out of the installation, different ways of processing uh, public work and, and the intricacies that they get into with the contracting world and, and uh, continuing to run this city uh, within the city. And I uh, want to see if you've got a, a little bit of a story to tell us on uh, maybe uh, when President Bush visited Redstone and some of the intricacies that have to go behind that or anything that... Uh, you might want to share with us in that special event that occurred. Well, and, and that was a special event, getting to meet the president, pretty important uh, deal. But I will tell you, uh, just like that day, uh, when you bring a president of the United States here, the security level cranks up quite a bit. So the uh, Secret Service and their bomb-sniffing dogs and all the stuff we were doing for, he was here to visit Missick. And that particular trip, we had a electrician that was doing some wiring for some things on the, to support the event, and apparently he uh, left a little bit of a naked wire hanging out, and one of the, uh, I think, $20,000 bomb-sniffing dogs decided to uh, hike his leg up and pee on that particular wire. It didn't end well for the dog. It smoked him pretty much, but that's, uh, you know, you just deal with what you got. But uh, that, just little things like that uh, happen. Uh, I've had a lot of, not, I'm not going to say good things, but things happen in our world. Uh, one day I got a call from the Spartan Management Office, and they said, you need to come over here. We were building a, we had built six buildings in the Spartan Center, and we were building the seventh one. And it was right next to the auditorium. And the, the night before, we'd gotten a pretty torrential rain. And I didn't realize how much they had dug out against the auditorium, so we turned the Bob Jones Auditorium into a swimming pool. It was about four feet deep in water, and that was not a planned event. Um, I got, we were building buildings, we built building 5308, and I got a call one day, said, you might want to come over here, we got a little problem. When I, we got down to the bottom floor, there was two foot deep of floating sewage in the basement, and we already had cubicles and everything in place fixing to move people in. So I will tell you that there were, especially Phoenix and the custodial staff and the Wolf Creek folks, uh, you fix the problem, but you deal with what you're, or you deal with the hand you're dealt. And uh, that one was not a pleasant day in our world. But I mean, those two stick out as bad days, but most days are good. And days when we can do our business, keep the traffic flowing, keep power on, keep everybody happy. Uh, those are the good days in our world. Thank you for that story. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, uh, of uh, a saying that sometimes you win and sometimes you learn from different uh, issues that you have to challenge or challenges you have to face. Uh, I've had to, you know, kind of deal with uh, you know certain phases in my in my life, my career too, uh, as I came along, as well as you did. And, and for me, it was you know there was a challenge. It was really a test of how I was going to act or react, and if, if it was a good or if it was a failure, it allowed me to, to learn and improve and then re-enter that challenge or, or that face of uh, uh, adversity that came through. But, uh, no, I'm sure that you've uh, had some 
some challenges in, in, the, in the public works and uh, you know, being adaptable and being able to uh, really see uh, what's coming and that's really the attributes of a leader and uh, I wanted to see you know what your thoughts are on the future coming up of a younger generation what what you might offer to them well and thank you for bringing that up because our workforce out here is typically not the highest graded grade structure on post so we face constant turnover of our people leaving and going to other places on other places on the organ the installation but for better paying jobs but it gives us opportunities to rebuild our workforce with co-op students get fresh out of college and educate them and get them hooked on our world if you ever get a young engineer hooked on what we do for a living it's not the sexy helicopter electronics or uh or hydraulics uh you know we provide basic services but if you can get them hooked on it early on uh you got and then then they'll stay with you from here on the the goodness about the others leaving and going to other places is now you've got customers who have a workforce educated in our processes and how we do business and you know how stuff gets done so they're a much better educated customer so that when we go to do their work they know what we're what we're asking for and why we're asking it and they know the challenges out there I, I will tell you before i get to the future uh i grew up as a just a kid from hazel green alabama and all i ever wanted to do was build stuff so this place has scratched my itch for a long time um one of my favorite projects i mentioned was the spartan center simply because i was a project engineer and then a project manager on the last part of it the gentleman that uh, i dreamed the thing up and politics for the money to get it to where we could build it, it was a guy named sam fields and sam got killed in a tractor accident right in the middle of the building so one day i went from just working on it to working at a higher level on it so it it gave me an opportunity to see a lot of different uh, technologies and things that have become our standard out here. We went to uh, every private corporation that would let us in the door and stole all our best ideas that we could get. Uh, things like terrazzo floors and raised flooring for you know running all our computer cables under it, movable walls and just low-E glass and all the things that made energy sense and functionality sense that paid us big dividends in the future once we got occupied in a building and started moving around in it. Uh, the one constant about this place is movement. Uh, we, if somebody's moving somewhere all the time, and that means you're resetting the place for them all the time. No, um, and that's that's pretty awesome. And you talk about opportunity, and I, I'll tell you that, you know, opportunity is there and uh, putting forth the old good old hard work you know where the rubber meets the road kind of uh, uh coming up for the future it, it really it really pays off you know, as long as you continue to support your best efforts day in day out yeah i don't know of anybody that comes out here every day to screw stuff up they come do the best they can for the customer um i will tell you that we've had some significant growth since i've been here and we've cleaned up a lot of the old facilities and gotten them gone because there were organizations that were scattered across 18 different buildings when we moved them consolidated into Spartan. well that made a lot of economies of scale but it also allowed us to tear down a lot of old facilities and then improve our energy usage and all that 
Uh, so we've made some pretty significant strides in the, the way we stretch our money out. Just like everybody else, we don't get all the money we need. Um, and we incorporate a lot of uh, ingenuity, if you will, into saving money or, or avoiding costs just by recycling everything we can, reusing buildings that make sense. We ag lease out everything that's uh, not being used for cows or timber or hay. Uh, we just we try to we recycle all our asphalt. We do anything we can to keep the cost of the taxpayer down, to keep the doors open this place. Um, but it's uh, it's it's usually a challenge. But we're postured though for the future in a really good way. Uh, there is plenty of ample land to build on. Most a lot of it, the fifteen to 3,000, 1,500, 3,000 acres of, of land that's available with utilities to a lot of it. So when we talk to future missions like Space Command and others coming here, it's easier for us to find a place. It's just finding the right place. And I will tell you too that, it, you know, we try to keep the missions that are coming here synergistic with what's already here so they can feed off each other. Uh, there's lots of synergies between the FBI and everybody else that was here doing energetics or propulsion work because that's similar to the kinds of work they do. So there's there's lots of uh, bleed over between organizations out here. I will tell you though, there's 72-ish government agencies out here and every one of them think their project's the most important. They all gotta be done today, but uh, we do a pretty good job of keeping them all flowing and keeping the mission uh, accomplished and just now, getting their job done. Joe, and I've, I've seen that the eight months I've been here. I mean, you've been a great uh, asset to the team as we continue to push forward. You know, I mean, uh, as well as I do in our in our community, we've we've uh, been combating COVID-19 uh, and uh, you, you, along with all our community and uh, employees, have done an outstanding job to continue to push forward, continue to keep our installation open, uh, continue to keep our, our workforce employed. And, uh, you know, it, it's really because of uh, coming up with new and innovative ways to keep our workforce uh, pushing forward safely. Uh, again, we've always looked at uh, how we continue our services in a methodical and phased approach. And uh, you, along with the, all the rest of the team, have helped uh, facilitate that. And, and it's really because of uh, your leadership, your leadership, and uh, pushing out that message that, that let's get the job done, but let's be safe. And uh, you really bring the aspect of people matter uh, to, to the installation, to your department, your directorate. And I think everybody appreciates uh, what you brought. You will be missed. But as a good leader, I know you have planted the seed for the next uh, in line. Like you said, uh, Mr. Uh, Joey Skinner, to, to come in and, and take the reins. Uh, and uh, I know that your directors uh, and your team out there will miss you, but uh, they know that uh, you've placed them in good hands. Well, I, I think we've postured ourselves for the future. I tell you, just this morning we had a couple of folks from Senator Shelby's office here, and uh, Jake Roth, who our master planning chief, uh, provided a briefing to them. And when we walked out downstairs, I said, Jake, you can take this two ways. You either did really good or you screwed up, because now you've got a new job, because you just you really knocked a home run on that briefing. And I said, so expect it from here on that you're going to become uh, some, one of the voices in face of Redstone. And so I think we're, we've got some, some folks, and we've got, and, and they're just two. I will tell you, there's, there's dozens and dozens of folks in our world that uh, 
if you really get to know them, you are really impressed by the work they do day in, day out. Uh, in fact, there's some very, very good people that work in public works and work in the whole garrison. Because when you run a city, you're not just you're not just dealing with your own world. You, you're dealing with the MWR side with all the recreational stuff and all their needs and the police department and the guards and the security folks and the fire department and all the, the other airfield. There's... It, the list doesn't end. It's just a city, that, and it's amazing how many pieces and parts there are that work this well together. Uh, well, Joe, I, wonder, I really want to thank you for giving us a, an opportunity to, to talk to you and, and allow uh, not just me, uh, but everybody out there that's tuning in, just to see a little snippet of, of the life of, of Joe and where he's come from, and really want to thank him as he begins to uh, prepare himself for retirement. I guess my last question for, for you before we uh, close out is, um, what do you think the first thing you're going to do is when you retire and hang that hat up? Uh, not get up at 545, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We live on a farm out in Hazel Green, so there's always something to do, but I'm, I'm sure I'll uh, find something to keep me occupied. I hear you, Joe, and I thank you for, uh, for your time, and I know everybody out there uh, is really uh, taken by some of the stories you had the opportunity to tell us, and... Uh, you know, I, I always see it a good time to, to be able to sit to, with someone that has given uh, a lot of service to, to the installation, to the country. I mean, you name it, uh, it's worth uh, getting the opportunity to listen for a little bit. Well, I'll, what tell you, you got. I'll tell you, there's one other piece of this puzzle, and it's called payback. Uh, this arsenal got pretty much everybody in my family out of a cotton field, got all their kids educated and uh, provided a good life for us. So uh, I owe back to this place way more than it owes me. So that's uh, that's just another side of it that I just got a debt to pay and I hope I've scratched it a little bit. Oh, I'm sure you did. Uh, and thank you again, Joe, yeah, for, for the opportunity. You're very welcome. Thank you, sir. Right. Well, I really enjoyed that conversation with you, Joe. I hope our audience members uh, and those tuning in had the opportunity to listen in had the the same experience i did and that's you know really getting to listen to what you had uh, i got a couple of quick announcements uh, before we close out this podcast and uh, it's really uh, dealing with some of the gates and uh, how we're still dealing with covid uh, some mwr uh, a fees and just a veterans day message since uh, we will not have a virtual town hall this thursday and next time we come on uh, veterans day will have been passed uh, but uh, you know for uh, covid again here on the installation we're still seeing about 10 to 11,000 uh, cars coming in on and off the installation, which is roughly putting us about the 25% mark uh, personnel on the on the installation, and uh, we continue to facilitate or have the capacity to facilitate up to 50% in the uh, in the phase that we're in. And uh, we just want to say thank you guys for doing uh, your part again for uh, uh, creating that. Uh, six feet of distancing and if you can wearing a face covering and continue to wash your hands and if you stay if you're i'm sorry if you're sick uh stay home and go see your your doctor uh, but for uh for our gates i, I just want to make sure that everybody's tracking if you're new to the installation or not um, again we we have gates one and seven uh, that is open gates eight and nine um, that are also open and gates three and ten remain closed um, little note for next Wednesday, which is uh, our observance Veterans Day, uh, gates 8 and 9 will be the only gates open on that Wednesday, and then we'll go back to regular scheduling. Moving on to uh, some MWR announcements, 
uh, on the 14th. Oh, I'm sorry. We are hosting the 14th annual Coats and Cans for Kids Drive kickoff, and that's going to be November 19th through the 22nd. Uh, this event will be held at the Exchange Parking Area Building 3220. Uh, so by all means, if you have some uh, some coats and uh, some cans out there, and uh, the exchange and also the commissary will be helping facilitate that. So if you wanted to purchase a couple coats to give to this drive uh, for kids, and also if you wanted to purchase some canned goods out of the uh, uh, commissary, you can. Uh, more to follow on that um, as we move forward. Also for uh, AFES and Redstone Arsenal, um, along with our Military Star Card, uh, holders, we're honoring those who have served and have uh, continued to serve as Veterans Day is uh, scheduled to, to come upon us again, uh, 11 of November uh, coming up. Uh, they will have keep uh, your eye out for the website out there and uh, look up some specials and sales that AFES will be bringing to you. And a message that uh, our general manager, Ms. Sheila Enderly, had put is, uh, you know, Veterans Day is a great time to stop by our uh, Redstone Arsenal Exchange. Our team is fully focused on providing a safe, sanitized, and secure environment to honor the service of our nation's veterans while offering significant savings for every member of the military community. So come out and see our exchange. Uh, there are some hours for that. Let me get those for you real quick. So the main store on the 11th of November will be open from 10 to 1800. Uh, the Class 6 on Goss Road will be open from 10 to 1800 or 6 o'clock and the uh, Express on Martin. It will be closed. Uh, concessions, uh, alteration shop will be closed. The barber shop will be closed on Veterans Day. So just keep in mind also uh, the GNC will be open from 10 to 6 uh, as well. But those are some hours uh, for Veterans Day and I want to make sure that you guys are tracking. Um, in saying that, I kind of want to close out with a Veterans Day message. Um, as we uh, approach uh, next Wednesday, you know, every year, the 11th of November is a celebration uh, or is celebrated as Veterans Day. It is celebrated on the 11th hour of the 11th day and the 11th month of the year. This is a day that is uh, celebrated to remember the sacrifices of brave men and women of the United States of America who have gave their all for making it the best nation in the world. On this day, Please send warm Veterans Day greetings uh, or messages uh, to our Veterans Day, wishing their families and friends, and to continue to remind them of the bravery and the sacrifices of our great veterans and, the, and what they put forth uh, to continue to push this great country. Uh, in closing, I, I just want to say thank you to Joe and uh, thank you to you guys out there who have continued to listen and tune in as we bring you information not only on our virtual town hall, uh, but this uh, podcast, uh, CSM Bluffline, and we will continue to bring information, uh, continue to tune in. And again, thank you for uh, being a member of our team here at Team Redstone.